Responsible World, what's going on? Today you guys are in for a treat, as in this podcast, you're going to hear from Jake Anderson, also known as Jandy. Jandy is a man of many traits. He's a badger, an engineer, a survivor, an inspiration to us all. This discussion got me really fired up, and in this you're going to hear about Jandy's story and what happened with the accident and his recovery, what role water played with this. We'll hear about some of the ongoing progress and milestones that he's made from graduating at Madison to currently having a mechanical engineering job. And what's even most exciting is this half marathon that's coming up at the end of the month here in Chicago, September 29th. If you guys are available to come, we encourage you to come out. There's a GoFundMe page in the show notes. If you guys enjoy listening to this podcast, really hope and encourage you guys to donate to support Jandy. One of my biggest things I took from this podcast is the whole dynamic of the obstacle is the way. Nothing has stopped Jandy from continuing to live his life and pay it forward and be grateful for the life that he has. I'm so honored and excited to be part of this, to share this message with you. I hope you guys enjoy listening to it as much as I enjoyed creating it. Take care and enjoy. Fellow Badger, Jake Anderson. How's it going, man? Good, Kevin. How are you? I'm doing well. How was your weekend? It's been great. I guess start off by thanking you for having me on here, and it'll be fun to catch up and share a little bit about what I've been doing and what we've been doing as, uh, I guess, separate kind of fundraisers coming together as one. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And, and you know, it's always the start of a good week when both the, the Packers and the Vikings win, so I know that's a, a good omen. But to, to kind of jump into the different things that, that you and I have talked about, and, and I, I really don't want to to book your story, you know, one that's of like a touch of tragedy, but more of inspiration and hope. I've really been fortunate to have the opportunity to get to know you more. And, and I would love our listeners to have the opportunity to uh, learn about who is Jake Anderson and give us a little bit of the, the 101 on your story. Yeah, I'll try to keep it quick and, uh, you know, not going into too much detail, but, but yeah, I'm from, uh, from Chanassa, Minnesota, lived in the Midwest basically my whole life and grew up here with a couple of younger siblings and supportive parents. And I think growing up athletics and academics were always a big part of my life and really where I focused a lot of my time. So I was always very active and um, in sports, loved being a part of a team, creating friendships and working towards kind of a team goal, which uh, has kind of come full circle. And I know we'll touch on some of that, but then yeah, school school being a big thing and just working hard in high school, I think that got got me to uh, an opportunity to attend the University of Wisconsin, and I was fortunate to meet you and a lot of other great friends there. So, yeah, go Bucky. Couldn't they're, not, they're not doing too bad either this year, huh? No, I think the, the point spread right now is like 110 to 0 in two games, so that's always a good thing. Love it. Yeah, and so... I graduated in 2012, and I know you you were in college, maybe right right after that point, and and you you had an unfortunate accident that happened to you that that involved water in some capacity. That is, it's kind of driven part of your where you are here today. And for those of us who who don't really know about it, I'd love if you would be able to, to open up and tell us a little bit about sort of what happened and maybe kind of what you would like people to maybe learn from it as well as, you know, maybe dive, diving through some of the other aspects of the recovery aspect to where you are with it. Yeah. I appreciate that. Like you said, so you graduated from uh, Madison in 2012. I was uh, just graduating from high school at that time. And so 
in the fall of 2012, I started started at Madison studying mechanical engineering and had two, I would say, very successful years. Met a lot of really cool and great people um, that are still some of our best friends today and got involved with organizations in Madison there and joined a fraternity and kind of really got a chance to live the full college experience. And, you know, it's obvious that that's not going to be the same for everyone. And unfortunately, there was definitely what I guess you could call a bump in the road in my my experience. But yeah, I guess just to explain a little bit about that, it was uh, at the beginning of my junior year and we just moved into a, a new spot on the waters of Lake Mendota. And it was a, a Saturday, beautiful Badger game day. And we were enjoying some post-game festivities at our place and uh, spending time out on the dock. And, you know, people swimming in the water, not the cleanest lake, but people do it anyways. And, yeah, basically just ended up making a, a poor kind of split-second decision. Dove in headfirst into the water. I remember kind of going in, trying to go in flat and with my arms out in front of me. But I think those were a couple of, I guess, false safety nets that, you know, really didn't provide any protection to my head and neck. And that's what ultimately hit the bottom of the lake and caused the C4, C5 fracture of my cervical um, spine. And that caused a contusion to the spinal cord. And so immediately I knew and could feel that I wasn't able to move and I wasn't able to feel really anything from my chest down. And so in the moment, it was it was certainly panic and trying to comprehend not only what had happened, but what was going to happen because I was kind of motionless in the water. And I'm fortunate and thankful every day that the people around me were able to kind of realize what had happened and be able to, you know, get me above the surface of the water and to a to a safe spot where I can, you know, get medical attention and basically every everything from that point on was handled better than really you could ask for. So while it's definitely kind of tough to talk about and it's uh, probably, you know, the worst day of my life in many regards, I'm unfortunate that I'm still here today and able to, you know, share my story story with you of what what's happened since then thank you for that and i I appreciate how it's it's like you said very much a bump in the road and not something that fully defines you it's something that has has somewhat shifted some of the things that you've had to to do and spend some of your time resource on but from what i know and from i've heard from everyone and continue to spend time with you on i'm just inspired by who you are as a young growing professional and, and want to kind of, I guess, hear a little more about some of the, the ongoing progress and, and milestones that you've hit. I, I'm definitely interested a little bit from a, what you've done with in regards to, to water, but then also kind of on the personal level from where you've come in the past couple of years and, and sort of where you are today. Yeah, cool. We can start with kind of the, the water aspect of things, and then I can get a little more into um, what I've been doing personally. But yeah, one thing a lot of people ask me, I guess, regarding the accident that happened and how I've moved forward handling that and living my life on a daily basis is just how I feel around around water and at a lake and even out on the dock. 
and you know have you ever been back in the water those kind of things so the first part of that you know the water was always being from minnesota land of 10,000 lakes plus you know 5,000 more and uh it was always a part of kind of who i was and it was never too far away we uh my family has a cabin in uh, northern wisconsin and we go there frequently and you know have tons of water activities and things so really for me i once i started to recover and get back to uh what i call kind of a new normal lifestyle i knew that uh, it would be something that i would have to face and really i didn't have had too much of a problem with that i've been able to um we rigged up a great setup up in my cabin where I can transfer onto the pontoon and enjoy boat rides. Lucky to have, you know, a, a nice clean lake there to enjoy those activities and we'll take part in enjoying what water brings to each of us. So, so that part I feel like I've handled pretty much with ease. I've actually only had one opportunity to get back in the water. And for me, that was a little more frightening. It was actually when I spent a summer out in Denver and was doing some therapy at pretty well-known Craig Hospital, and they have some great facilities there, one of which is a is like a therapy pool, and they basically got me in there with a couple of therapists and a friend of mine, and it was definitely a weird feeling. It kind of brought me back to the situation that we just discussed, and there was a bit of post-traumatic fear there, but I think once I kind of settled in, it was actually a great therapy tool being that it kind of takes the gravity aspect out of a lot of things. And I could, you know, since the time that I was first paralyzed, I've gained, gained quite a bit of movement back in my arms and my core. And so it kind of just brought out those areas that I had flickers of muscle movement or strength and the water itself really allowed me to to move more dynamically and more fully and ended up being a cool feeling, but something that I definitely had to overcome fears to, uh, to address, I'd say. Thanks for sharing that. And from kind of where you are today, from the, the progress you've made, like you said, the, the movement you've, you've now got back physically as well as where you are from, I know you had to take a little break from college, but where are you now with, with, with school and the current job as far as where you are today? Yeah, so I mentioned that the injury happened during my junior year. I had just turned 20 years old at the time. So, you know, just beyond a, a teenager and kind of trying to figure out what I wanted to do both professionally and kind of personally with my life. And I think I picked a, a major being uh, mechanical engineering. I've always kind of had a mindset of trying to figure out how things works and being a problem solver. So it kind of naturally meshed with my abilities in, in math and science and just seemed like the perfect fit for me. So once I, you know, overcame the immediate health impacts of my condition, really the first thing that I started thinking was what's going to happen with my school and my academics and how, how am I going to get back to being that 20 year old kid that, that has those professional goals and, you know, wants to continue learning and for me, it was, I had this end goal in mind that I wanted to get back to Madison because it was a place I loved and so many people that I love, I've met there and I've known through there. So yeah, that was kind of the end goal, but I knew to get there, it wouldn't be 
wouldn't be a immediate nor would it be a straight path. So kind of setting these incremental goals of, you know, eventually moving from the hospital back into my home and adjusting to that new living situation. And then once I got all that figured out, how could I leverage different assistive technologies and things to actually complete the schoolwork that I would need to and kind of tested that out with a, uh, with an online course and then ended up attending some more classes uh, the following semester in person here at the University of Minnesota, something that my friends frequently give me grief about, but we won't talk about that. Uh, and But yeah, really, it was a big stepping stone for me to be able to get back into that classroom environment and you know just kind of gauge how others would react and interact with you know someone being in a wheelchair in their classroom and I think all of those things eventually oh and then I guess I guess the third thing I would mention that kind of helped me be able to move back to Madison was spending those couple summers out in Denver for internships getting back into a workplace environment meeting new people that didn't know me before my injury that was one one thing that was kind of odd to think about, right? You have all these people that love you and support you, would do anything for you that you've known your whole life. But what about meeting new people and how will they they react to your situation? And I think really just being myself was the key to that. And so all of those experiences helped me eventually move back to Madison and achieve that ultimate goal of, of graduating as a Badger. Dude, that's amazing. And I couldn't agree more. Just being you is something that we all need to continue to remember and that we're not a brother. We're not that guy in the news. We're not the, we're not the superstar. We are, we are ourselves. Um, and to hear how you've evolved and overcome that to, to get back to Madison and graduate as a Badger is just, is making my Badger pride grow even stronger and stoked to hear all that. And want to know kind of then, so since graduation, what you've been up to and what's your main focus now? Yeah, so actually just a little bit over a year ago was when I finally graduated. They, I was kind of in a unique situation because um, I would be graduating in the spring, but then had a couple credits to finish up over the summer. So I did the whole spring graduation and then got my diploma at the end of the summer in mechanical engineering, like I had first gone into college thinking. And so from there, I took a little bit of time off here at home. I've been involved with a couple of spinal cord injury research advocacy organizations and um, did a little bit of traveling related to that. So it was definitely a good time to take a little bit of time off and do a few projects and devote time to these other things away from the school and work that were important to me. And then yeah, actually, just this past May, I ended up getting a full-time position back here in the Twin Cities at a network infrastructure and communications technology company. So um, that's been really cool for me to uh, spend my time doing. And I always knew that I wanted to, you know, much like the work you have going on and your passion for water and clean water projects, I knew whatever that I, whatever I was doing, I wanted it to ultimately kind of contribute to something I was passionate about. And, you know, while my daily activities are more on the technical side and kind of the nitty gritty of, of um, some of the detailed products that this company offers on a grand scheme, I think it's really cool that they're enabling 
communications, you know, around the globe in a split second and 4K re- resolution with video and all that kind of uh, emerging technology. So, yeah, it's been cool. It's been a learning experience, but I've always, you know, since my, I found that one of the best therapies since my life-changing injury has always been to stay active and not only just staying busy, but doing something that uh, you really care about. So that's been that's been a huge plus for me, and I really am enjoying it there. And so I hope I uh, have a long-standing career there. That's amazing, dude. And I just couldn't agree more. I just continue to push forward, and and I think this this company is very fortunate and lucky to have you and and heck i'd on on the other side i'd love to talk more about all the comms and connectivity and all the 5g and all the new networks that are happening especially as it relates to first responders and disaster relief because that's something i'm also very passionate about and and we could spend a an hour or so talking just about that uh, but we'll save that for another day cool yeah i didn't i didn't mean to get too nerdy on, on you there but uh no not at all. I love it. It's definitely something we should, uh, we should talk more about for sure. Definitely. So it's the early middle of September. There's still, it's not quite fall yet, even though the temperature might say so. But I know we've got this, uh, this awesome event in Chicago coming up, the half marathon. So tell me a little bit about the history of the half marathon or your kind of relationship with it and what should we expect and for all everyone that's listening, what should people do this year for the half marathon? Yeah, for sure. I don't know, you know, how much, how much you you know about the background of the story, but I I just absolutely love sharing it because I think it's Please. it comes from such a cool uh, comes from such a cool place and has grown into such a special event. So one of our mutual friends, I believe, Alex Gunn, he kind of came to me with this idea of doing some sort of uh, run and doing some fundraising associated with it because my family and people back home had put on a couple of fundraising events and a lot of, I was fortunate that a lot of my friends were able to make it out there and, you know, spend that, that time with me and also contribute financially to my ongoing health condition and things. And, it was pretty cool that he reached out aside from that, even though he wasn't able to, to come to those events and say, Hey, I want to do something. And really it was just, it was just him individually that wanted to do this thing. And I said, yeah, I think that's a great idea. You know, shoot me the details and, and, you know, maybe spread the word a little bit and see if, see if there's interest from others. And that first year, I think, we ended up having 20 to 25 runners do this, the Chicago half marathon. That was really a special one as well because it happened to fall exactly on the one year anniversary of, of the accident that left me a quadriplegic. So it was special in that regard. I think just because it, we turned something that could be kind of a dark and depressing day into really a celebration of where we're at now and you know what the possibilities are for the future and now four years later looking back on that it's amazing to see what this event has grown into i think last year we had over 80 runners we had over 20 volunteers we raised over twenty-five thousand dollars for nonprofit organizations that are working on advocating for spinal cord injury research and funding up and coming therapies to help people 
gain more mobility and uh, realize their full physical potential. And yeah, so this year we're going to be continuing that tradition and doing so in Chicago. And at the time, Chicago was, I think, a great choice for us. I'm really happy that we ended up kind of starting this event there. As people, as you know, a lot of people who graduate from Madison are either from the Chicago area or they end up going there to, to work their first jobs. And it ended up being, a, I think, a great gathering place for a lot of friends and family and supporters of, um, you know, people who are, are familiar with the story and wanted to come out and support. And yeah, so this year's, this year's weekend is coming up here in just about two to three weeks. The race itself will be on Sunday, September 29th. Uh, we always surround the race with uh, weekend events. So for anyone who's in the area or, you know, wants to get involved, certainly reach out you know to me to myself or um hopefully i know you you've said that uh, you really want to do what you can to help promote the event so um i'm sure people can reach out to you and just to get more information and uh yeah we're looking forward to making this fifth annual chicago half marathon the biggest one yet couldn't agree more and i'm excited to run it and just to clarify you're you're going to be participating in the event this year with Gunn himself, right? Yeah, uh, I guess that's one kind of part of the the story, or one chapter of the story that we, we added last year. As we've gone through this year to year, just the first year started as, like I said, a fundraiser and kind of a few people, and they kind of organized it and stuff. But once I got, by, got back on my feet, kind of figuratively, I uh, was able to contribute more, I think, each year. And so the second year, we looked at bringing on some other nonprofits to raise money for them. Third year, brought on team sponsors to support those nonprofits. And then last year, kind of finally had had enough of, of staying on the sideline for the race and, and really wanted to do everything with the resources and physical function that I have to get out there and compete. So without getting too far into it, Basically, uh, I proposed this idea of a project that would enable me to get from the start to the finish line of the Chicago Half Marathon to one of my professors at UW-Madison, and we were able to turn it into our senior design project and created this tandem cycle. So the person in the front contributes power, and they, um, the able-bodied individual in the front, they do the, the braking and the steering, and then myself in the back, I'm able to contribute power. And yeah, it's exhilarating getting back out there. And I did ride with Gunn, who had first started the event last year. And this summer, I'm going to be riding with Jackson, uh, one of my best friends from both high school and college. That's amazing. You you truly are a mechanical engineer through and through. <laughs> yeah, I figured, you know, trying to make those passions come together, uh, it was like the coolest project from that respect because it was really all these different things that ended up producing a pretty cool result. It's amazing, dude. And in this whole time, I've been really just heart warm. My heart's warm. I've just really been smiling and, and almost crying at certain times of how honored and proud I am then just to kind of continue to be involved with this. And I think one one book that I read by Ryan Holiday that has really been a staple of my life and I think something that you've adopted 
whether you know it or not, is the whole concept of the obstacle is the way. And I think the way that you have handled this blip in the road and turned it into something that is not only the way that you've now lived your life, but something that is inspiring people that you knew before and now all the other people after, um, it's something that I really commend you on. And I'm really excited to continue to raise the awareness and, and look forward to, to running this race alongside you uh, September 29th. Yeah, that's great. And uh, to piggyback off of, it sounds like that guy's motto from the book, that's, that reminds me of uh, kind of something that's helped me throughout my situation, and that's doing whatever you, you can to turn obstacles into opportunities. And in doing so, you're always going to face challenges, and there'll be diversity along the way, but you know, trying to see the light at the end of the tunnel and make a difficult situation into a bright and positive one for not only yourself, but others that might be, you know, watching and learning is uh, something that I've always held near and dear. So Awesome, man. And last thing, I, I know there's a, a GoFundMe page, so I we will make sure to put that in the show notes, or is there a particular an easy link to get to or just best to put that in the show notes. Yeah. We'll throw that link in the notes and, um, you know, it takes a village to, to tackle something like, uh, curing spinal cord injury. I know that it's possible and, you know, I'm never going to stop saying that. I wholeheartedly believe that, uh, there's a lot of great things going on in, in the medical field and with this functional improvement therapies and, yeah, so we need everyone's support in doing that, and that'd be great if you could include the link. Absolutely, Jandy. Uh, and you kind of just alluded to it, but if there was one final message that you would like to spread, what would that be? Well, join us at the race. That's an easy one. If you're in the Chicago area, we'd love to have you out. And had such a great turnout every year, and I'm I'm pretty excited about this year because I I think it's gonna be it's gonna be a, a good send off. We are going to continue to do events in the future but this year will be our last one in chicago as we look at you know moving to different places so that we can get other people involved because for some people who don't live there you know it's not always feasible to be able to um to travel just for for the weekend so but for uh i guess on more of a serious note and i know people sometimes listen to these things to to really try to get something out of them if I had any advice for for someone, it would be to keep a positive attitude and continue to give gratitude. Those are really two things that have that have helped me trying to see the bright side in any situation. And then you're never going to be able to do it alone. So being thankful for those that help you along the way and the opportunities and situations that you're in. Yeah, that's that's kind of my my message. Thank you, dude. Just spin fire this whole time. I really appreciate it and, and look forward to spending time with you here in a couple of weeks. All right, man. Looking forward to uh, passing you out there on the course. Yeah, man. I'm the, you're going to be, uh, I'll be eating your dust. <laughs> Hope so. All right, man. Take care and uh, look forward to it. Talk to you soon. I right, appreciate it, Tolkien.